But I want to welcome you back to your seats. And uh, we are here celebrating Advents, as Pastor Matt mentioned. We are a week behind in terms of the uh, international historic Advent uh, habits. Now, the word Advent is an interesting word. It's sort of a borrowed word from the Latin, Adventus. And in the New Testament scriptures, uh, the word is, is actually translated into, from the Greek, it's uh, parousia, it's, it means appearing. And there's a special, uh, the Bible says, a crown of righteousness is awaiting those who love his appearing. Now that is, uh, that is something that I'm really being, actually feeling moved by here today. Uh, you know, when you feel tired, when you feel like you're just kind of down a little bit in the dumps or whatever, what you could do is, is you could just sort of deflect that feeling towards, man, it would be awesome if Jesus just came back right now. You could do that. You could just go, well, that's a reminder that, you know, Jesus is coming again and it's going to be all right. And that's loving anticipating eagerly, that's what the scripture means, loving his appearing. That's what Advent is all about. And so as we, as we celebrate that today, today we're talking about hope, and next week my wife will be here. By the way, she's not here today, she's a little bit under the weather, but she's going to be back with, uh, with bells on, maybe no bells even though it's Christmas, uh, but she'll be preaching actually next week, that's the plan, and then the following Sunday is joy, and then our Christmas Eve service, it's going to be all about love, and so that is, uh, that's the plan, those are the four Sundays of, of Advent, and today, uh, as Pastor Matt might say, the, the big idea, today my sermon title is, there's hope for you and me, Amen. there's hope for us here today, yeah. and um, we're going to pray in just a minute, but before we do, excuse me, I just want to I just want to do a little exercise here and see if you can, uh, if you can guess the song that I'm going to be um, giving you with no lyrics. But you see if you can guess this this song, okay? And if you're online, you know you can do that too. Just put it in the chat, and I'm going to try to I'm just going to try to sing it if I can get the right the right uh, key here. Da 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 da. da. That's it, Pastor Mac. Ding, 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 ding. When you wish upon a star. And this one is a little easier. And you can just, just you can call it if you want. But when, as soon as you get it, just raise your hand. Because I want, I want everybody to feel like, you know, they're, if you know it, you can get it. This one's a little easier. All right. There's, there's a common word to those two tunes. Wish. That's right. And today... Is the, the sermon is all about hope, and it's not about wish. Okay, there's a difference between wishing and hoping. Now, you know what? What would you like for Christmas? Have you said that or heard that in the last couple of weeks? Okay, what would you wish for? Uh, but let's please let's not say what do you hope for under the tree. 
Because, you know, wishing and wanting is so different from hope, especially in the Christian, uh, in the Christian uh, context. A wish is to want something that cannot or probably won't happen. You know, I really wish that it would be about, that it would be between somewhere between 75 and 85 degrees this week. Personally, that's a true wish that I have. I got no hope for that unless I move, unless I go somewhere else. But around here, it's just not likely to happen. But uh, that's wish, okay? Wish and then hope, of course, is a feeling of expectation and desire for something to happen. And we can have hope here. There's hope for you and there's hope for me here today. In fact, the scriptures talk about it like an anchor. The, the hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls and holds us in place. It's not a desire for you know, warmer weather here in, in South Surrey. It's, it's actually something much better than that. 1 Corinthians 13, it says this, three things will last forever. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love, of course. Love is the greatest, but there's three things that will be constant. And then one of those is hope. Through Jesus Christ, you and I, we have hope. There's hope for you and me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the confidence that we can have in, in who you are, the confidence in your word here today. We pray that you will bless this word to our hearts. Help us to understand. Help us to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, just want to welcome you that are online here today. I really pray that this will meet you right where you're at if you're here in the house you know, some of you are here today uh, in spite of having to wear masks, and some of you are here today because we're wearing masks, and you feel just a little safer. We're glad everyone is here today. God bless you if you're here in the house. First of all, we have eternal hope. There's something happening in the future. The word Advent, again, it, it goes right back prior to the coming of Christ where the people of Israel were longing for their Messiah to come and rescue them from the different nations that oppressed them over the centuries. The, you know, the, the, the Assyrians, the Syrians, the, the, uh, the Philistines, the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, I missed one, the Persians. All these different groups came and, and created havoc and, and, uh, and, and problems in Palestine where the Jews lived. And, and that was, they were looking forward to a Messiah a political Messiah, actually, to deliver them. And that was misguided. Jesus said the kingdom of God isn't, isn't uh, here, but it's, it's, it's among you already. It's not, it's not in the political realm. It's in the spiritual realm. And, and there's, there's the, the hope that came with salvation through Jesus Christ. And there's the hope that we have looking back at what Jesus has done for us. And he's come into our lives and changed us on the inside. He's given us hope to live by. And he's given us a, a, just that, sort of that default drive of hope. It's just the way it, the, the way it is for Christians. We, we have a positive outlook in life. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't be a pessimist. You can be a pessimist if you want. I've got some relatives that are 
you know, they're determined that they're allowed to be pessimists. God bless them. But I believe that there's a place for us as Christians to have hope Amen. in the now. And there's hope for the future. The second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back. And uh, <clears throat> he is right now. Just a minute. I, <clears throat> I just, just want to do this. <coughs> Excuse me. There. I feel a lot better now. I hope you're going to be all right with that. Um, Jesus is preparing a place for you. One of my favorite scriptures in John, is in John 14 where it talks about Jesus that I'm, I'm going and I'm going to prepare a place for you so that you can be with me. That's what his heart is. Jesus loves you. In fact, he even likes you. You know that Jesus likes you? He thinks you're awesome. <laughs> Jesus loves you and he's preparing a place for you. He's coming again. He's going to make all things right. He's going to sort out all the, all the stuff, and he, he, uh, he will right all the wrongs. And this is, uh, this is a scripture from 1 John 5. It says, this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has the life. And whoever doesn't have the Son of God does not have the life. And these things are written so that you can know that you have eternal life. We have hope for the future. And we have hope for today. We have hope for today. We have hope for, uh, for confidence. You know that you, as a Christian, uh, there's something around uh, prayer, our public, uh, you know, church-wide prayer times, and I've, I've thought it might be sort of a, an invitation and an encouragement to you know, maybe you still haven't felt it that way, but I want to tell you something. Your prayers matter and your prayers count. It matters when you pray. Jesus listens when you pray. And you can have confidence to enter the very presence of God. Well, that's only for like the big shots like Pastor Matt, and maybe his dad and mom, you know, those people and, and that uh, those prayer warriors like, like Flora Lee and and, you know, and Dwight Tachiyama, wherever he is, I don't know where he is right now. I thought I was going to point to him, but he's not there. And Pastor John, of course. Those, those real big wigs, you know. I, I'm a legend in my own mind, Pastor Matt called me a legend, but I, I wouldn't say that. But, you know, there's hope for every one of us when we pray. The Bible teaches that when we pray through Jesus Christ, we enter the holy place, the very place of the presence of Almighty God. Maybe the last time you prayed was, God help me. Or maybe the last time you prayed was, thank you, God, for this food. Whatever your prayer was, from the simplest to maybe praying in the spirit, in the heavenly language, or however it was that you prayed last, you were actually in the very presence of Almighty God. We can have confidence to do that through the blood of Jesus. Now, I'm saying that, and I basically have told you this scripture that is in Hebrews 10, and verse 22. Let's go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts. Let's go right in to the presence of God with sincere hearts. So we can have confidence in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Dwight, faithful man. Whoa, now there's a class. The second thing that we have hope for is that we have hope for forgiveness. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you don't know what I've done. I, I, you know, it, it's been said this way. If you have come to Jesus Christ and you've prayed and, and repented of your sins and asked him for forgiveness, the Bible teaches very clearly that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Yeah, but I can't forgive myself. Have you ever felt that way? I can't forgive myself. But someone said it this way, you and I, we have to decide, this is very important, we have to decide who is going to pay for our sins. And is Jesus' death on the cross enough? Because we, you, you can have hope that you have been forgiven by Jesus Christ if you come to him. So don't hope in yourself and in your own emotions to feel better about yourself. Because you and I, the only basis that we have to forgive ourselves is that Jesus has forgiven us. What other basis would you have? Well, then we'll start comparing, well, at least I'm not a murderer. You know, at least I'm not like that guy or that woman. I'm, you know, then we, we start comparing and judge and all those other issues around. Leave, leave those off to the side. You and I, we can have hope that we've been forgiven. Amen. And it's not because that we're awesome. It's not because we're cool. It's because Jesus Christ has already forgiven me, and that's enough for me. Yep. I'm not going to try to up one, what do you call it? One up him. Yep. I'm not going to make my standards higher than Jesus' standards. I'm going to receive his forgiveness. You and I can have hope that we can enter God's presence. You and I can have hope that we are forgiven today. I'm forgiven. Now I have a reason for living. Anyway, I forget the rest of the lines of that song. But I am forgiven. I'm just learning from Pastor Matt. He likes singing in the sermons. The, the next one is, is a, another big one. You know, you and I, sometimes there's things we... We've been struggling with for a long time and we feel like we're just never going to get past it. But there is hope for freedom for us. You and I, we can be free. Whoever the Son sets free is truly free. And Jesus Christ has come to set us free. There's freedom from nasty habits. There's freedom from uh, all kinds of issues in our life. There's freedom from anger. There's freedom from shame. There's freedom from lust. There's all kinds of freedom that Jesus has for us. And if we will pursue it, if we will not give up, there is hope for you and there's hope for me. There's hope for us in freedom. I would like you to say this out loud at home. If you're at home right now or in the car or wherever you are, I'd like you to say it out loud. And if you're with someone that you don't want them to hear, just whisper it, okay? And here in the house, make it loud enough so you can at least hear yourself. No, no quieter than that. Don't shout. Right? I can be free. Okay, let's say it one more time. I can be free. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. We can be free in Jesus Christ. We can get through this. We can start having a habit start. We can have a habit of, of telling the truth. We can get over those little white lies or blue lies or black lies that we tell. We can, we can speak the truth. We can be kind. We can stop being judgmental. We can get over this. And the most important part of all of that is the point just before, we can, we can know we're forgiven. 
And so now I can forgive that other person. And because if, if I don't, there is bitterness there and it will just diabolically infuse our whole life and then we won't be free. But we can be forgiven, we can have hope for that, we can hope, we can have hope to be free from all of those things that we wish we were free from. Is anyone getting anything out of this yeah. here today? Are you feeling like maybe there's hope for you? And this, this next one is actually, okay, this is like the, uh, the, the scripture I started with when I was preparing this message. I want to tell you how I prepare my messages. I prepare my message with an idea that I believe God gives me, and then I, I write that idea down or whatever, and then I kind of put it off to the side, I don't forget it. And then I go and I study. And I study to make sure that what I'm gonna say is, is actually sound biblically, it's what the Bible says, not what I thought was a pretty good idea, kind of fun. But this next scripture is good for you and me, and this will give us hope to be a successful Christian. Anybody want to be a good Christian? I wish I was a better Christian. Well, let me tell you, there is hope for you and me. Whether you're here in the room or whether you're watching online, there's hope for us. 2 Peter 1, verse 3, it says this, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You and I, we can be godly. Come on, believe it today. There's hope for you and there's hope for me to be godly people. That's amazing. Huh. That is good news, folks. That is the truth, that God has given us what we need. Now, don't go there where it says, well, you know, if God gives us all that, how come I still can't do it? Listen, there's hope for you. Don't give up. If we don't just get discouraged and if we don't give up, we can live a godly life. You can be a good Christian. And so can I. One day when I grow up, I want to be as good a Christian as some of you folks. <laughs> I just love so many of you. I don't know all of you that well, but I just, I just believe that there is hope for me. There's hope for you. God has given us what we need to live a godly life Amen. in Christ Jesus. Yeah, Come on. There's hope for us. We can have confidence before God when we pray. He says, just come boldly. Just come to me. Well, you know, I wasn't really a very good Christian this week. Do you think that's a shock to the Almighty? That's why he came and died on the cross for us. Let's forgive ourselves and know that we can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. Let's, let's realize that there's freedom in our future. There's freedom for us. And there's, <laughs> I, I, I hope you don't mind if I use the word succeed. That's kind of a loaded verse or a loaded topic, but that's really what it means. We can do this yeah. by the grace of God, yes. Through the power of Jesus Christ, yes. But we can do this. We can live a successful Christian life. So we have hope for the future. We have hope for the day. And our hope is a person. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our hope. He's God's gift to the world. God loved the world in this way. This is how much God loved the world. He did it like this. He gave his one and only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. 
Jesus is described himself. He is described as our hope. In 1 Timothy 1.1, Jesus, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope. He is our hope, this, this one who is Jesus. If you receive Christ into your life, you have the hope of eternal life in the future. You have the hope in the now. It's a person, Jesus. Jesus is my hope. We wait for, it says in Titus, we wait for the blessed hope. What's the blessed hope? What's the, what's the extravagant, awesome hope that we can have? And that is the appearing, the advent of Jesus Christ. Amen. And John 14, Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. I mean, it may be a stretch for you, but I don't think it's a stretch at all for Jesus to say, I'm the hope. Jesus is our hope. He's yeah. the only one. And so, you know, just to connect all of that to yours and my life today, we need to believe. We need to believe. And I just love this scripture in Romans. Like Pastor Matt said earlier, it's my favorite scripture. <laughs> They're all my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Romans 4, 18. Even when there's no reason for hope, Abraham, in hope, believed. Right. And you may feel like, well, that's good for you, Mike, but not for me. Listen, even though there's no reason to hope in the natural, we can, in hope, we can believe this. Just in hope. It's not wishing. It's hoping yes. in a person who said one time, it's finished. He said, it's finished. The work has been done. And we can have hope for the future. We can have hope for today. Hebrews 11 says this. Now faith is the confident, the confidence in what we hope for. It's the confidence in what we hope for. Mix it up with your faith. Believe. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. Amen.